Hi everyone, this is Leslyn Keith, President of the Board of Directors at the Lipedema Project and Director of Research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from an interview with Dr. Ketan Patel from our Lipedema Worldwide Summit that was held in 2016. Dr. Patel is a plastic surgeon at USC and he specializes in surgical techniques for lymphedema and lipedema. In this excerpt, he discusses the innovations and advances in surgeries for lipedema. Coming from the aesthetic side of plastic surgery, liposuction is pretty mainstay in reducing fat, whether it's in the extremity and the torso, where have you. And, and swelling is a big component of the postoperative course. And, you know, there's always been a thought of when you have these cannulas, metal rigid cannulas underneath the skin where all the superficial lymphatic systems are running and also other structures, veins, arteries, what have you, that the vigorous action of the liposuction technique can actually damage those. And that's always a concern. And uh, I think, you know, in someone who has a compromised lymphatic system baseline, you know, your concern is heightened. But what we're able to do now is, and I think a lot of it has been advanced by imaging, we're able to see in real time the lymphatic system able to map out the lymphatic system, or avoid the key portions of the lymphatic system, make sure that that remains intact. When doing liposuction or any other type of surgical technique, you know, the paradoxical effect is sometimes removing this dystrophic and kind of parasitic fat can potentially help the lymphatic system by not overloading it. So it's just obviously intuitively it is a concern, but I think as people have experienced with uh, particularly liposuction technique, doesn't seem to cause that much damage to, say, an already damaged lymphatic system. In fact, it may promote healing. The problem is, I think sometimes your lymphatic system may work. It just may be a mismatch between demand and supply, meaning it's overworked. The lymphatic system gets overworked. So you may have stagnant fluid with an intact lymphatic system. We do see that from time to time. In those patients, though, that unfortunately progress to late-stage lipedema and lymphedema, or lymphedema late-stage with no lymphatic flow at all, then, in fact, as this specialty of lymphatic surgery is relatively new, those are usually the patients that come in for surgical evaluation is the late-stage lymphedema, who have a pure dermal backflow lymphocentigraphy, they have no lymphatic channels, and a lot of fatty hypertrophy a lot of fibrosis and very little fluid accumulation. And those patients, there still are options. And, you know, in terms of surgery, it really is, at least in my practice, really defining what the functional limitations are and if I can address those with using these various different techniques that I discussed. Some of my more grateful patients tend to be those who have the extreme functional limitations and with surgery they're able to you know function normally you know have swelling in their hand or with excisional type procedures or with uh, liposuction technique they're able to wear clothes more normally now they're able to fit in jeans that they weren't able to fit in so it really does affect all sorts of aspects of patients not only functional status, but also there's a huge psychological component to it that, you know, each patient has their own story about not being able to go to certain, you know, dinner programs or wearing dresses or 
wearing clothes that they used to like to wear or fitting in shoes that they used to wear, that, those kind of things, which may be not so functional, but it adds a huge psychological aspect to it. For anyone with extremity overgrowth or swelling, I do a pretty thorough exam looking at the lymphatic system as well as the venous system. These are objective tests with both ultrasound and lymphocentigraphy. And then comes surgical evaluation in a similar way to later stage lymphedema that's a fatty and a fibrosis state. Lipedema is just mostly a fatty type of state. And so I resort to, in my algorithm of excisional type procedures involving liposuction or direct excisional procedures. And there are a couple innovative excisional procedures using ultra-thin flaps and being able to resurface extremities that are maybe not so good of a canna for just straight liposuction, which uh, include patients that have a lot of extra skin as well as fat. Being a lymphatic surgeon, even in those kind of procedures, you have to be very careful where you put your incisions. I routinely use, it's called indocyanin green, which is a way to do dynamic lymphography in the operating room to look where the main collectors exist in an extremity to either avoid them or to manipulate them in the setting of actual lymphatic surgery. But in uh, lymphatic sparing type procedures, whether it be liposuction or excisional procedures, it's very important to know where those structures are. And, you know, managing patients who've had these body lift procedures elsewhere that develop lymphedema, then, you know, those patients fall into the spectrum of similar to a patient who had cancer who develops lymphedema. And then I go through that algorithm of offering them surgical solutions based on imaging and tests, etc. I um, follow, in terms of lipedema, very similar type of procedure I do for my lymphedema patients. And a very similar protocol to Dr. Brewerson's, what he's published and has written in our book about using a tumescent technique. I don't use power-assisted liposuction. I try to use a gentler form, but I don't have access to a laser, mm-hmm. which you see in smart lipo and all these other things. I mean, I try to avoid heat. Having seen what heat can do to the lymphatic system and other structures, I try to avoid using any type of heat, whether it be ultrasound or laser. It is a, a process where I try to minimize blood loss, whether it be tourniquet technique or using immediate on-table compression. And as I said, the two, lipedema and lymphedema, I kind of treat the same way. I stage procedures. If it's a bilateral legs, I usually do stage them. And the reason I do that is for mobility reasons and to prevent kind of untoward events after surgery that we sometimes see with big liposuction cases, whether it be DVTs or other things that are related to immobility, length of the procedure, as well as fluid shifts. I try to stage them a few months apart, you know, three months or so. It's exponentially growing. And in many other aspects of plastic surgery where, you know, you get a lot of creative people involved in a specialty that they have a passion for, we're able to come up with solutions because we are a relatively tight-knit community and we're able to share ideas and share experiences. And we have several meetings and discussions on techniques. And as I said, There's a lot of creative plastic surgeons that are really knowledgeable as well as innovative. And so a lot of this has been driven, not only rapid increase in interest, but a rapid increase in knowledge has really been cultivated by really a handful of plastic surgeons from around the world. 
Thank you, Dr. Patel. That was a very interesting discussion and great information for those of you that may be considering surgery to manage your lipedema. And thank you also to you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing.